Welcome to Life Talk. In conversation with Marietta, Life Talk is motivational to help you get to the next level. Life Talk is educational to broaden your knowledge. Life Talk is inspirational to get you fine tuned to start doing what you love doing. Life Talk, sponsored by the HealingMindMagazine.com and KMAREducation.org. Here's your host, Marietta. Welcome to Life Talk with Marietta. I'm your host, Marietta Camera, and back in the saddle. It's a new year, new me, and new us. So tonight's topic, get back on track, ways to bounce back after being stuck. There are many reasons why people may get stuck in their lives. Most common include fear of failure or success, lack of motivation or inspiration, feeling overwhelmed or burned out, and lack of clear goals or direction. We will all lay it on the table tonight. And I'd like you to please welcome my guests and Life Talk contributors, Laura and Ray Heyman from New Jersey. Ray is an author, an artist, a teacher, a consultant, and Laura, a sales consultant and manager. Good evening, Laura and Ray. How are you? Good. Good evening. Hi, everybody. Thank you for making it possible. Norma uh, Giannatazio, a retired business owner and LifeTalk co-host. Good evening, Norma. You're not co-hosting tonight, I know. I know. Good evening, Marietta. Good to be here. You co-hosted Sunday, and I want to thank you for that. Yes, yes I um, did. And with, that's right. <laughs> with, a with a nice meal. With a pina colada in hand. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And Bob Waters, a business owner and consultant of SEO marketing, Mr. Brain himself, and always ready to help and share. Good evening, um, Bob. How are you? Uh, Very good, Marietta. Thank you so much. Yeah, he paid me for that. I want you to know. So, (laughs) and our good good friend and community partner, Lynn Klein, owner of Vision Salon uh, Milford.com. Good evening, Lynn. Thank you for being with us tonight. Good evening to you, and thank you for having me. Oh, of course. We wouldn't do this without you. Are you kidding? Absolutely not. And while you're, you're um, uh, you know, let me start with you right away. I want our audience to know, first of all, I want to thank you for making it possible. Lynn gave us a $75 gift certificate uh, just before Christmas, and we gave it away to one of our listeners. And the listener... Uh, gifted it back to us, and we gave it to the Bridgeford Rescue Mission, the gift certificate of $75, and it it went to a a wonderful young lady, a homeless lady, 22 years old with a baby, and she was elated with that. 
you know, with that great gift. I mean, that's something very, very special. So I really want to thank you, Lynn, for being so so oh, generous. You're welcome. Anytime. Okay. Thank you. Okay, audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I don't want to start the show without um, talking about the birthdays we have. Rich to tea, December the, the 14th. Um, I wrote down the 12th, but I think it was the 14th, our engineer. Um, Millie had a birthday uh, December 30th. She is 96 years young. Millie is uh, Rich's mom, so she always listens to us as well. And um, Millie, happy birthday. Uh, January 3rd was Lynn Klein's birthday. January 8th was my birthday. Yeah? Yeah. And January 8th, January 26th, what? And January 26th, nobody's listening to me. Uh, January 26th was uh, uh, Gabriela Andres, uh, the screenwriter, author, birthday. So I I know Rich the T has a, a nice surprise for all of us, a nice birthday song. So go ahead, Rich, please. And another thing. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. And I'd like to start the show now. So, uh, Rich, please please proceed. We we do have some, uh, you know, a word of our sponsor. I'd like to play that, and we go right into the program. Life can be unpredictable, and it's very easy to get stuck and stay stuck. Coach Marietta can help you get unstuck. Call 203-505-3660 for appointment. On web, kmareducation.org. Have you been dreaming of writing an excellent story for a long time? You thought you could make a film out of it. Or have you had a personal experience that would be suitable as a film? Or maybe it's that unusual idea, crazy stories, eerie tales, or other impressions that spur your thoughts to creativity to write a film story? However comes that frustrating realization, if I only knew how. Well, screenwriting can be learned. That is exactly what we'll help you with. Contact Wolfgang Andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. That's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. Let's build your future together. Contact Wolfgang Andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. That's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. Let's build your future together. You tuned in to Live Talk with Marietta. I am Marietta. Tonight's topic is get back on track, ways to bounce back after being stuck. And I want everybody to know it's, it's uh, when somebody uh, had a death in the family, divorce, an accident, drama in general. 
Yeah, those are uh, life happenings when people get stuck um, and feeling stuck can be frustrating and overwhelming. Yes, it is an overwhelming experience, whether in your personal life or uh, in your pers- in your professional pursuit. Knowing where to turn or what steps to take to move forward can be challenging. However, several strategies can help you get unstuck and get back on track. And I'd like to really add something to it. We're going to stay stuck till we're ready to get unstuck. I want everybody to know that. That's it. Whether we have strategies or no strategies, we decide when we want to get unstuck. We know that. But we do want to talk about you get ready, you know, to, to, you know, to move on their strategies. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So, Robert, you've, you've had many, many situations in life where you were stuck for a period of time uh, mm-hmm. in your younger years. So uh, what was the moment where you started feeling, you know, I should move on? I can move on. Well, for me, you know, when you're speaking about in uh, when I was, I had a illness when I was 10 years old, <clears throat> and it took a couple of years for all that to get through. So I was kind of ready to, to be unstuck by the time I had the ability to be unstuck, but it still took a lot to get back into just the regular making new friends and going back to school and getting back into the rhythm of things after being out of, uh, out of everything for about two to three years. So it is definitely a mental, it's all mental. And you said it right from the beginning, you have to be ready. Um, and for some people, they call it, you have to hit bottom or you have to just suffer enough to say, okay, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and, as your program's aptly called, reset my life. Um, And you could do that on any day, you know, but it is a mental decision that just has to be made. And then you have to set certain goals and work towards those goals to make, to get yourself unstuck. Right, we're going to talk about those goals in a minute, but I'd like to bring Norma mm-hmm. in. Uh, Norma went through a divorce, raised children, started a business. Norma, how how did you, what was your experience? Uh, the first thing I think was my divorce was the biggest thing that I had to deal with in my life. Um, the loss of someone is one thing because eventually your heart heals. I don't say that it heals, but when you lose someone you love, you get like a scar and it kind of covers it so it can heal that that's time. And everybody's time of mourning someone that they love is different. But when you get a divorce, it's not the same thing. Um, the person's still in your life. You're going to raise those kids. You're going to do the best job you can. And that's like really, I don't know how to say it, but you, you really have to grow up in that situation. And you find out that nobody comes out a winner in a divorce. No one really does. You may think you are, but you don't. Neither one of you do. And it's a financial setback. I think uh, I think the kids were more resilient than I was. Um, but the financial setback was very difficult for me. I had, had been used to a certain mm-hmm. lifestyle, and now I had to earn my own money. Yes, did I get help in the first five years? Sure, I did. But that doesn't last the rest of your life. 
And the man also has to live. He has to move on with his life, and you have to move on with yours. But let's remember, when the children are with mommy, and mommy's the single mother, um, it's much more difficult for mommy to move on than it is for daddy to move on. Daddy doesn't have the kids with him usually. Usually, I'm not speaking for everybody, but usually the children, if they're with their mother, their mother is not a single woman. She's a single mom. And that's a huge difference. Uh, A single woman and a single mom are two entirely different things. It's two different planets. And I tell this to girls all the time that think, oh, well, I'll just get a divorce and I'll be single again. You're never single again when you're a mother. You are never, ever single again. There's no such thing. So that was an adjustment. Thank you, Mama. Yeah, uh, Ray and Laura. Thank you, uh, Ray and uh, um, Ray and Laura. Uh, what has some of your experiences been, been personally, or maybe at work, or um, where you went through, or you know of somebody who went through a drama and uh, that really um, hit them very hard? Well, the most recent thing that I had was being stuck was after the pandemic. First, they had us working from home and then not working, but still getting paid for it because they were trying to retain employees. But then getting back into the workforce and getting my head set back into that I was going to go back to work was a little tough after the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think for me, I, I think, in terms of... Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead I think of, for me, in, in terms of career-wise, um, you know... When I start feeling stuck, I usually, you know, look for something different, something more challenging. I've, I've been fortunate in my career. You know, I taught for 14 years, then moved into principalship and that kind of thing. And um, I have a ton of hobbies, too, that keep me busy that I guess kind of keep me unstuck. I'm not somebody that wants to sit around in one place and just do one thing. So I have a lot of different things. Um that I'll focus on that will help me kind of get unstuck if I'm feeling stuck in a certain area. I also think it's important to know yourself, right? You know yourself, you know what methodologies, what strategies kind of help you move along. You know, you could read books and look on the internet, but it has to be what works for you at your particular moment in time and life situation. Right, right. And I have to share, thank you, Ray, I have to share with everybody, for me, it was a marriage that just lasted a, a year and a half, and but it lasted inside of me for 16 years, and in these 16 years, I was stuck. Uh, I had my work, and um, if I didn't, if I hadn't had my work, my work became my anchor. It would have been very bad for me. In these 16 years, what was really bothering me, it was just really accepting that it didn't work out. And, of course, why didn't it work out? And um, realizing, hey, um, this couldn't have worked out. So I'm, a, I'm not a very good loser. Uh, I got to really know myself in these 16 years, why and how come. But once those 16 years were up, it was okay. I made, um, I became, um, I felt better inside, and it was okay. So nobody was able to tell me when to let let go, you know? And I kept talking about it, and I... Were you trying to um, find out, did, did you go through a phase... 
Because I know I did. You go? Did you go through a phase where you wondered what you did wrong, or, or were you? Oh yeah, it was a it was it was a variety of different things. Yeah, like what? It was a variety of different things. Right. Yeah. Awful. Right. It's an awful so, feeling. And yep. and here here it is. If I had not had my work, I don't know what would have happened. But also in these sixteen years, I became very heavy. And it was just part of the deal because it was self-preservation, um, if you will, whatever. I hit the food, whatever. And yeah. at first, you know, after 16 years, you know when you when the grief that was it was really grief. I let the grief go because I uh, we made we made up, if you will. We really did in real life. We made up, and it was all okay, and we were able to part. I was able to part more so than him. He moved on. So Mm -hmm. um, that was, I was really, really stuck for 16 years. And, you know, that comes in different phases. Yes. Now, and I I also last May, I decided, I I revisited everything. And I said, you know, why, why do I have this full body? I don't need this full body anymore. I don't have any anything anymore that I need to hold on. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go and, and take care of my body. And I already lost 50 pounds. It's incredible mm-hmm. between last May and, and today. So it's all the inner dialogue, what you tell yourself and why I now come. And so it happens, but nobody can tell another person when to stop grieving. And I think a lot of people, they know that. So um, we're going to have to go for a quick break, and we will continue after the break. Always thought about writing a book and never got to it? Kmar Education and Associates can help from start to finish. Call Kmar Education, 203-505-3660 for appointment on web, kmareducation.org. Uh, Life Talk with Marietta, our topic tonight, Get Back on Track, Ways to Bounce Back After Being Stuck. Um, You know, one suggestion people make, oh, seek support. It's important to remember that you don't have to go through the process uh, alone uh, of getting unstuck. No, that's not true. Not everybody has a support system. Everybody is at a different place in time and lives in a different environment where there are no friends or family. So uh, I went through this myself. I didn't have a support system, so uh, it's great if you do have it, but look, um, you got to do what you got to do. But also what I've learned, and I want to talk about, um, to practice self-compassion. That's very, very important. I'm really in the process of really understanding to be really good to myself, to really be good to myself. Um, I'd like to bring you in, uh, Bob. With um, how do you take care of? And I know you work around the clock, and I you, I know you're always there for other people. 
Yeah. You always have the door open. So what do, what do yep. you do if you do anything? Because I know, you know, I know you don't do enough for yourself, but uh-huh. what do you do when you do do it? Well, you know, hobbies, sports, watch uh, documentaries, take some just time off away from the computer, go for a walk is really just kind of being able to <clears throat> to step away <clears throat> from the everyday uh, the grind, as they call it. Yeah, and when you're a business owner, you, sometimes you have to work 24 hours a day, it seems like. But there's times that I've I've had times where for a year or two years, my clients, everything was running smooth. I didn't have to do very much, so I was semi-retired. And in that time, I took a lot of time to enjoy life that, you know, normally I would have still been working 40 or 50 hours a week. So... Um, you know, it's a balance, but you have to, you have to know the position that you're in at the time and, you know, treat yourself accordingly, but getting enough sleep in the night. And for those that can is super important to be able to get up and face each day without too much frustration and anxiety and, and being overwhelmed. So one thing I've learned to try to do is anytime I can just get some rest is, get some rest. It doesn't matter if it's two o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I know you can sleep on command. (laughs) I know you've had many uh, conversations. And let me switch the topic over to motivation and inspiration. And I like to bring Ray um, in uh, because you are a true inspiration. Every time I, I... I see all the different projects from you're a newly author. You wrote a fly fishing book. Please talk about it and how it came about and everything. Just tell us what's happening. Sure. Well, first of all, just so you know, Laura agrees that I'm an inspiration. She just shook her head up and down. (laughs) (laughs) You are my inspiration. Uh, um, Well, like I said, I, I, like to keep busy. I've, I've played guitar since I was in eighth grade. I've taught myself watercolor painting. From watercolors, I got into landscapes. You know, we, we travel, we go to national parks, we hike, um, started painting landscapes. And my other passion is fly fishing. Um, I learned to fly fish I, maybe 17 years ago, learned to fly tie. It's just one of those things. You, you know, you talk about getting unstuck standing in a river for four hours and not seeing another human being just with the fly rod in my hand is just zen to me. Listening to the water, being out in the woods, um, it's just something I love. And so over the, you know, the years and years I've learned to fly fish from being a newbie to where I am now, I've kept notebooks and notes. I've come back from fishing. I'd write notes down. I'd read magazines and books and everything else and just my own experiences. And, you know, periodically I'd go through my notes and I just decided, you know, when I was becoming, when I just started to learn the sport, there really wasn't any one book on the market for new fly fishers, people just starting out. With all the just quick, um, for people that don't know, and I'm not even sure yeah. if I understand what so, fly fishing is. Please explain it. Yeah, so, so regular fishing we'd call spin casting. You know, you put a worm on a hook, a weight, or a lure, you know, and you throw it out into the water. Fly fishing is done in usually a river. It can be done in an ocean. But we, you tie imitation flies. So you figure out what the fish are eating. It, it's a big 
science to it. So most trout, oh. eat mayflies, caddisflies, stoneflies, a lot of different insects. So you have to figure out the time of the season, the temperature of the water, the air, what might be hatching in that river in that particular part of the country or state. And then you got to figure out what they're eating, you know. So sometimes you'll go to a river and you'll scoop up the bottom and you'll see if there's, you know, insects that haven't hatched yet. And sometimes you'll see insects in the river and you'll see trout jumping out of the water and, you know, insects are hatching. So you're trying to figure out what they're eating, what color the insects are, and you're trying to match that. So you carry a box of flies that you've tied or bought. Usually, I usually carry about 100 different kinds of flies because you never know what's going to happen when you get mm-hmm. to the river and what they're going to be eating. And there's no weight. The only weight in fly fishing is your line. So it's really the technique of casting. So you really have to know how to cast. Otherwise, you wind up with hooks in your ears and your head, things like that. It takes a lot of practice. And you have to present or let your fly drift down the river in a very natural way. We, we don't like drag. Uh, and this is probably more than, more than you ever wanted to know about fly fishing. But I took all of those notes and I started to organize them into a book. And then I took my love of painting watercolors and all of the diagrams of like the fly fisher standing in the river doing a downstream cast, um, the mayfly life cycle. I painted all of that in watercolors. So the book is kind of combines two of my passions, uh, writing, three of my passions, writing, fly fishing, Teaching, I guess it's four. I keep adding passions. I guess it's four. Once you're a and teacher, then, you're always a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, and then the every illustration in the entire book is my own original watercolor painting. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I've seen your paintings. Exquisite. Really exquisite. Very detailed. Oh my God! So detailed. Oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, I didn't. I didn't kind of set out to be an author. I wrote this book and did all the paintings, and it sat there for five years. And one day, I was going through my file cabinet, and I found it again. I said, yeah, I'm going to send it out. And um, I had two publishers call me. I chose the one that I thought uh, had the best catalog that was going to do the best for me. And, you know, I'm waiting to get started on the editing process, and I'm hoping in three, four months uh, it'll be a book. Uh, Is it out yet? Is your book out yet? No, no, it's finished. Uh, but it's not edited yet. Uh, you know, the book is finished, the illustrations, the writing. It's been edited by me many times, but I'm waiting. The author had two books. The publishing company had two books ahead of mine. So I'm just waiting for those two to get done. So I'm hoping in another month or so to start the editing process with them. And hopefully in three or four months, the book will be out and it'll be published. Yeah. There's so many people, even um Robert and I, we have many have had many conversations where I say, well, I have enough material. Uh, even Robert has enough uh, life experience and material to write books. But then it's always we get busy with, with our other work and then, you know, you forget about it. But I happen to yeah. um, meet these uh, two screenwriters and, and uh, authors there in Austria. And they will be on our program, too, um, in the next few few weeks. I will introduce them to our audience. And they're helping me with it. And I already know. I already know I got enough for four books. But I'm going to start with a children's book. And the main characters will be chickens, because I love chickens. And it will I will um, season it with life skills. And it will be a book for ages three to six, something like that. 
So, and it will be in in German and English. So the front part will be, you know, uh, English, and then the other, the 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 rear part will be, you know, in in German. So um, that's how the the first book will um, will will happen. And uh, then I'm going to do a bio. I have enough material, enough um, life experience to do this. See, I believe in um, being conscious of people that come into your life. Really, we we should really think about it. Norma, I'd like to bring you into the conversation. Uh, would you back me up on that? Women, uh, yeah. people yeah, that I come would. into your life? Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely. I just was laughing because I'm a hairdresser for like almost 50 years. I've been one since 1962. Mm -hmm. I could write quite a book, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but my book would be very entertaining and I wouldn't be able to name names. Let's put it that way. Uh, Not only do I know my life story, (laughs) I know the life story of every client that ever sat in my chair, (laughs) good and bad. So my book would be quite a book. They'd have to make it a movie because... That <laughs> it, it would no problem. Really... <laughs> no we problem. got the screenwriter. No so, problem. But right. you know, you know what it what it is. It's an, it's nice to leave a legacy. It's really really nice. Bob, I'd like to bring you in again. Uh, we always do brainstorming and everything. And do you want to talk about the AI or uh, or not really? Well, I mean that is one topic, but I do like for a working title for Norma's book, "The Tales of a Hairdresser," because they probably <laughs> oh. do hear as many stories as bartenders uh, do. You, you can't know, believe, this, this, the person you can't is, is drunk <laughs> usually. You know, so, oh, I could only I, imagine. I could only say "Omaron," you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Omaron, exactly. you wouldn't want to know what could be in my book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Noma, uh, but it, go ahead, Mary. Noma. I know you. I know you write poems, so I you're know, already I on track. Poetry. You should really try. You should really try. And the tales of a hairdresser, Nor, uh, Norma. I wrote it down. You know, you should really think about it. Even if you did some. No, I'm. De- I'm it's therapy to write. It's really therapy. Stories. Yeah, I do have some, and they're client related and myself, but. It's amazing what 50 years I have heard, I've listened to, and known for a fact. It's just, it, it's, a, it's a movie. It really is a movie in my head. It's a movie. It's already a movie in well, my head. Well, not in your head. Share it with us. You know, even, yeah, even if you, um, if you write articles, it's, it's wonderful. You know what I started doing? I started coloring in coloring books. And oh. I have, the, you know, the, the coloring pens. And I started today, and you know what? It really, really calms my mind. I didn't get very far because the cat, the cat um, started mm-hmm. interrupting, so I didn't get very far. But there is truth. You know, everybody responds differently to all of this. So I'm always for a nice, calm mind. And when we get up in the morning and we start working, that mind goes very quickly, 300 miles an hour. You know, mm-hmm. this, that, you have to react to shift shift gear, the mind. So it's very important to to calm your mind down during the day. And but, it's okay to turn down. Robert, it's okay to turn down and relax and read a book or go to the beach and sit and do nothing. It's okay. Your body needs it. You don't have to be going 24 hours a day. You really don't. And yeah, but do, what, about, what about... 
Yeah. What about the people that are, you know, employees? And, you know, as you're working, they can't really, uh, you know, uh, get up and walk, walk away from their desk. Maybe Bob had a very good idea the other day, uh, because when I get, um, uh, what is it, really frustrated when the computer gets stuck and the, the printer is stuck and uh, everything mm-hmm. else around me, something is just not working. Uh, I get so frustrated and, you know, a hunger feeling comes up. And this is the hunger feeling like I have to eat. I noticed that. So uh, Bob said, you know what? Even if you get up away from your desk and you drink a glass of water, a bottle of water instead of eating. I noticed that when I get frustrated, my stomach, the signal is I must eat. Not that I have done that. I have done it in the past before I lost all the weight. Mm-hmm. And but it's, that, that mm-hmm. same that same feeling is back. That when I'm You're frustrated, I was frustrated today. Yeah. I was frustrated yesterday. I should get up, and mm-hmm. everybody can do that at work. They can, you know, uh, you know, um, walk around, take minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, right. Get right? up and drink a, drink a glass of water because water is the healthy yeah. the healthy thing that you can do anywhere, anytime. You can never really drink too much water, so that's why I... We shouldn't get up and get a donut and... We should not get the donut or the Snickers bar or... Yeah, those will add up. But the water, yeah, the water, if anything, is just going to help you just flush everything out that much better. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's about... Yeah? Yeah, right. Oh, it's right. The, the The other good thing, too, is... Um, I have in work a stand-up desk. You know, it sits on my desktop. Then I can raise it up and I can stand up. You can walk. Oh. You can walk in place. You know, I can run. I can jog a little bit, but it doesn't. At least I don't have to. I'm not sitting for eight hours a day. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. that's and it cool. Just, and it just folds right back down. I it's big enough. I have two giant monitors on it. I have my computer on it. Just very easily lifts up to different heights I could stand, you know, I could put it in any height I want and then I could just kind of move around. In your office? You have that in your office? Yeah, I have it. It fits right on your desktop. If you have a desk, you it fits right on your desk. You put your monitors mm-hmm. on it. It's got a little keyboard tray. It's got two handles on both sides. You flip the handles in and you just very, very easy to lift up, let the handles go. It locks in place and you can have it at different heights. It's really great. Wow, because it's all about that mind shift when we get frustrated and we stay frustrated all day long, and it really um, affects our work performance and how we treat others. When I'm frustrated, I get mad internally, and then the next person that calls, oh, my God, um, it's just, and it shows. It shows in my voice. It really, really shows. And I hate to, um, uh, you know... (laughs) It happened today. I was so frustrated, and I was in the kitchen, and I answered the phone. I never answered the phone. I always let it go to voicemail, but I was expecting um, a call, and I thought it was them, and it was some somebody really important. And, you know, I apologized. I said I thought it was um, a person trying to sell me something. So it just, I, I don't, you know, I said I shouldn't have answered it, but I was waiting for that call. So it's really, I'm learning that too, that the shifting your mind, when you get into one situation, out of that situation, into another, it's, it's that's, I think that's the toughest, 
that 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 is, is a smoother trans transition, you know, to shift from mindset to mindset, you know, uh, especially when you work with a lot of people like I do. It's it's mm-hmm. it's not always easy. So I'm still practicing too. I'm not doing that bad, but uh, it it adds when in the meantime you got to fix the printer and you got to fix the internet that just stopped again and you were just um, posting on the website and you're losing data. So all of this comes together, and that instantly, um, uh, that the, the stomach, my gut tells, oh, I got to eat. No, it's really. And <laughs> Bob said to me, um, get up from your from your chair, go and, and get a bottle of water. And I said, you know, I'm going to do that. Uh, I really will do that. I should do that. So it will take a little bit to in, include it, that idea. But I will do that because I like the idea. So, um uh, I we're going for a quick break. Um, don't touch that dial out there, and we'll be back uh, shortly. Want to be a part of our radio community? Have a special service to offer. We'd like to talk to you. Contact our office, info at kmareducation.org today. Do you ever get the feeling that the world is being held together with duct tape? Every day we're thrown some new meaningless drama in the fake news to distract us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, military conflicts, the disintegration of our most trusted institutions, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. You can trust My Patriot Supply. Our emergency food kits come packed with tasty meals, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Self-reliance is the only alternative to government food lines. Time is running out. Become ungovernable. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save on dozens of different emergency food kits while you can. These kits are in stock, ship fast, and arrive in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next crisis strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com Now's a perfect time to clear the shelters and make it possible for pets to fall in love at the Connecticut Humane Society. This is Heidi Void of NBC Connecticut. If you're like me, you believe in giving a fresh start to pets in need. Visit cthumane.org to make a difference. In our effort to give dissemination of notice to nonprofit agencies, Connoisseur Media invites these agencies to request notification of job openings. To register your nonprofit agency for notifications of job openings at all Connoisseur Media stations in Connecticut, call us at 203-783-8800. Ask for Tristan Holler, and be sure to give us your name, address, phone number, and a contact person at the agency. If you're on our notification list and have changes or updates, call us at 203-783-8200. Ask for Tristan Haller. Connoisseur Media is an equal opportunity employer. Your new customers are listening to WICC 600. Become an advertiser and grow your business. You'll reach thousands of Connecticut consumers. Email sales at WICC600.com. Have you been dreaming of writing an excellent story for a long time? You thought you could make a film out of it or have you had a personal experience that would be suitable as a film or maybe it's that unusual idea crazy stories eerie tales or other impressions that spur your thoughts to creativity to write a film story however comes that frustrating realization if i only knew how well screenwriting can be learned that is exactly what we'll help you with contact wolfgang andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com that's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com Let's build your future together. Contact Wolfgang Andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. That's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. Let's build your future together. 
Life Talk with Marietta continues on WICC 600. picture when people get stuck and they're on overload and here it comes now a business owner for instance they handle the training of employees now that's a tough job that's really a tough job to train employees they handle conflict they're handling sales creating a new product customer complaints always always uh then they don't have enough money in the bank to meet payroll on Friday. And one of your key employees wants to quit. Now, each situation requires a precise shift of mind and skills to get a proper outcome. you got to be skilled for each point, each bullet point I just, I just read. you got to have the skills for it in order to handle, to get a proper outcome. So you don't want your key employee to, to, to quit, obviously, because your business would really suffer, you know, financially, financially. So, um, so being stuck and pissed off is not going to cut it. So most people have problems with all of this. It's about the shift, uh, the mind shifting uh, to handle all these situations one after another. And that's what we, we have every single day. You know, every single day. So then the person comes home and the wife or the husband overspend money on frivolous stuff. The kids are disrespectful and they get a call that, more, you know, that night that the morning shift is not covered because the employee who usually is there is nowhere to be found. Now, don't you think that's frustrating, um, Bob? You think that would be you uh, think that would <clears throat> you think you could sleep after that? That that happened to me many times in retail, yeah. and it's happened in my own business. And all you can do as the owner is to just, you know, handle the situations as they come and prepare to try to mitigate situations that you can prevent, like having multiple people on staff. So if one person does quit, other people are trained and can fill in that spot. But all those things take planning and forethought and knowing that these problems are probably going to come up at some point. Um, having multiple people that can cover that morning shift, having multiple backups because I've, I've had weeks where the phone systems went down, the internet service went down, the employees didn't show up and the whole thing was falling apart but you have to put it back together one piece at a time and get through the week and hope it doesn't happen again. <laughs> well, yeah, right. All Wishful you thinking, really Robert. You, you know, well, it's yeah. one thing at a time. No, 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 no. you got to <laughs> do it simultaneously. That's what you got to do because we got to worry about the employee now. I also have to worry about at 3 o'clock i got to get the payroll checks out, and I don't have a, exactly. a, enough money in the bank because and I'm waiting for the mailman to come, and they said they put the check in the bank. You know? <laughs> and course. I have to, you know, run to the bank with the, with the red light on on top of the car, you know, just to deposit exactly. the, 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 the checks. So it's all, it's something, uh, all of this gets your blood pressure up. And I tell you, and then when you come home, you have other things to deal with. You know, you can go to sleep and you experience this day in, day out, day in, day out. A lot of people break on that. 
Ray, I'd like to bring you in on that. Um, I know you've been a teacher and you're still a teacher, uh, even though you're a consultant now. But how did you handle stress, especially with the kids uh, when you when you, as a teacher? How did you handle that? Uh, well, you just kind of have to go with it, even even in my current position at the company I'm at now, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's a number of people in the organization that get, that get really stressed. But I think probably having been in education, I get less stressed because I'm used to chaos or I was used to chaos. Um, mm-hmm. You deal with that as it comes along, you know. I mean, one of the things I always did was <clears throat> make sure all my emails were covered. I'd come in early, make sure I read through all my emails got any some most of my paperwork out of the way, save the rest of the end of the day, because I knew my day, especially in education, if as a principal, I was going to be walking around, you know, um, talking to people, making sure everything was functioning correctly. I do that same thing today as a COO. I walk around and make sure everything's going well. I'm not sitting at my desk, you know, just answering emails. I pop back in my office, out of my office. I talk to the guys out in the field. I go and make sure, you know, everything in the office is going smoothly, that, you know, there's sugar in the sugar container. There's coffee pods in the kitchen, you know. (laughs) Yeah, um, it will upset somebody. That's right. They go for their cup of coffee in the morning and there's no sugar. Can you imagine? You learn to multitask like Laura's done it with four kids and juggling. We were talking about that the other day about, you know, taking the kids to school and then to ballet and then to here, to there, to everywhere, you know. And meanwhile, you know, uh, my mother used to live upstairs. My mother got sick. She was taking care of her. You know, you just you just learn to deal with the chaos. You either deal with it or you don't. (laughs) You just collapse. But it's still going to be there. So you might as well right. deal with it, deal with, with a smile. The alternative is much worse, right? You have to keep marching and yeah. keep up with the parade. Otherwise, you're not going to fall into step again. Yeah. I'd like to bring Lynn in. Lynn, you're still with us, right? Yes, I am. Lynn? Yes. Would yes, you I'm share here. with us? You you've, you've, um, you bought uh, the Vision Salon last year, last year, so yes. you're almost uh, a year old even though you worked for the Vision Salon uh, for 23 years, but you're the new owner. What do you find, you being the boss now, what do you find, um, uh, share with us, how are you doing with being a boss? Tell us. I'm getting there. Is is there anything? Because I was, you know, a little nervous because it's a whole new thing. And it's, Basically, you know, because some of the people, you know, have their own ideas, and you have to remember, like, that I'm the boss, and I'm not a real tough person, so I have to try to be a little Mm -hmm. tougher, you know. It's hard for me because I'm not that kind of person, but you're a boss now, so you have to be a little tougher. That was hard for me. Right. Yeah. But I'm getting there. Did you mind? Yeah. Uh, did you mind stepping up? I don't think you did because. No. Um, I mean, I like it's, it's, it's something different and I needed to do it because, you know, Norma needed to take a break and have to do everything she's doing. And since I could, it was my time to just go for it and do it. There you Sometimes go. Sometimes you just have to there do you that, go. right? Absolutely. And it will become at some point second nature. It will be second second nature. Um, You know, that's how I look at it. Because um, 
you're used to working. You always have been a, a great worker. And now you just, you have the boss shoes on. And, you know, yeah, you know. fill the shoes quite, quite well, you know. Uh, we're never too old to learn. We're never too old nope. to, to learn. And I was, of course, a boss at age two. At age two, I started very young. They couldn't tell me. They couldn't tell me anything. If I didn't get my way, I would just throw myself on the floor and I would stomp with my feet on the floor. So, um, so that's it. Some are natural bosses. I think Norma, you're a natural boss, right, Norma? Uh, yes, I'm here. Um, yeah, I I think I am. I uh, it took years though, but now I got into uh, yeah as the years went by. And and we talked about chaos. There's nothing more chaotic than a hair salon on a busy day. You never know what you're going to hit. You never know who's going to come in sick. Sick. You never know who's not going to show up. Um, you never know whose hair is going to come out badly, and they're going to stay another two hours to fix it. I mean, it, that's a chaos. But I used to learn how to listen to all the conversations around me because I was the boss. I wasn't being nosy, but it was my responsibility to know if the girl next to me was having a problem or the girl behind me or, or the phone wasn't, uh, wasn't being handled or if somebody flushed the toilet and it was running over um, <laughs> into the bathroom. All those things mm-hmm. can be going on all at one time. And you have to, you have to learn. It's a process of hearing everything all together and then, then handling one thing at a time. But your, your mind and your ears are everywhere. You are checking everything at all times. And people could look at you and say, well, he's a pain in the ass. It's not about being a pain in the ass. It's your responsibility, as you say, to have everything where it's supposed to be, clients to be happy, people are paying for their services. You want the best possible outcome for your business. Your business is who you are. It's your reputation. It's your name. And now for Lynn, Mm -hmm. it's something she's going to learn. In her 30 years, I did 30 years, she's going to learn it. And each year, she'll learn that she's learning new things about about um, dealing with the help, mm-hmm. dealing with people's problems, mm-hmm. just being able oh, to you. communicate with your employees better than you did when you mm-hmm. were a co-worker. A co-worker and a right. boss are two different things. And it takes time. Right. It takes time. Baby steps. But you learn it. <laughs> Hopefully, you learn it. You do. I don't know if I'll be doing 30 years, though. Of course you will. Of course you will. And I'll, I'll, I'll see be around Lynn. She, did, she didn't see that part of the contract. 30 years. <laughs> 30 What's years. What's going on here? I won't be able to reach anybody anyway. But... It's on the dotted line. Oh, it's invisible. That's... Exactly. Oh, that's you'll lovely. Be fine. Yeah. In, in 15 years, you'll get it. No problem. Now, yeah. folks, we oh, have three happen. more minutes. We have we have two more minutes left, and I I say we all must have a sense of purpose. Uh, if I didn't have a sense of purpose, I don't know, you know, what is the sense? Uh, I I wouldn't know. I would be lost because. Yes, I do have a family, but they have their own lives. They don't include me in everything, like many people. That's okay. They don't have to. But I, if I, my work is my lifeline. My creativity is my lifeline. Um, 
making other people's lives better. That's part of my lifeline. And I have so many new things that I'm already doing, and soon I'll be showing it. But when you do new things, you, you wake up, you, you feel good when you wake up. You jump out of bed. It's really true. You jump out of bed, and you right away you're, you're, your mind is going, oh, I got to do this and this and this. And you look forward to uh, making new videos or you do new paintings and, um, or new writing. That's why I'm saying, Noah, you should do, hey, the tales of a hairdresser. We got the screenwriter, Wolfgang. At some point, we, I'll introduce you. <laughs> to him you should do it you should really do okay. it uh we it all need good. a very strong sense of a purpose because that drives us that energy you know that's what 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 makes it worthwhile living it really really does mm-hmm. so uh i want to thank ray and and laura i i as soon as the book is out, I have to have a copy because, and I, we will put it on our website as well to show your work. So everybody, and of course, they can buy the book from you. What will the book cost? Twenty four ninety five. You said. I think it's like going to be twenty four ninety five. Not sure. Uh, okay, exactly. That's a good yeah. price. Yep. That sounds good to me. Twenty four ninety five. Twenty four ninety five. Not a problem. I'll, we'll introduce it to our WICC listener. Bob, what do you have um, going very quickly? That that excites you right now? Well, I just wanted to end with the very quick quote from Mandy Hale that says, growth is painful, change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere where you don't belong. And right. That's I really think great. that really wraps it all up. Mr. Brain, Mr. Brain, <laughs> you said it all, Mr. Brain. Just, you I know, there's Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. There's Mr. Wonderful. We all know Mr. Wonderful. Now you're Mr. Brain. So that's that's, that's a good branding name. Norma and and Lynn, I want to thank you so so much. You 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 girls are, are fantastic. Everybody, every one of you are, is great. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you to our listeners. And thank you for Rich Rich to Tea. And we will see you next week with another great topic and a great guest for, uh, guest from uh, Georgia. Um, Atlanta, Georgia uh, next week um, great great lady uh, I met so thank you again and um, Rich to Tea we're going to wrap it up with a sponsor and good night good night night have you been dreaming of writing an excellent story for a long time you thought you could make a film out of it Or have you had a personal experience that would be suitable as a film? Or maybe it's that unusual idea, crazy stories, eerie tales, or other impressions that spur your thoughts to creativity to write a film story? However comes that frustrating realization, if I only knew how. Well, screenwriting can be learned. That is exactly what we'll help you with. Contact Wolfgang Andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. That's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. Let's build your future together. Contact Wolfgang Andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. That's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. Let's build your future together.